prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. My name is Xander and joining me via the internet through quarantine is... Craig WK. Yay! We are back again. We did it. We've survived another week. Yay! These are pre-recorded. Maybe I'll die in this past week. I can only hope not. Yes, thank you for not being a monster. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about a game that uh, I have a lot of history with that you kind of only know the soundtrack to. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Which is okay, because the best part about the game is the soundtrack. You're not wrong. Uh, So yeah, today we're talking about Jet Set Radio. Uh, Jet Set Radio! Jet Set Radio! Uh, Which was released... Uh, yeah, or Jet Grind Radio, depending on your region. Uh, it was released on the Dreamcast on June 29th, 2000. This skating game has you spraying graffiti and eluding the police. Mm-hmm. And listening to fantastic music. Yes, mostly that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing uh, this game advertised, because I didn't have a Dreamcast when it first came out, and I didn't get a Dreamcast till much later. But Jet Set Radio, or as I knew it back in the day, is Jet Grind Radio, which, let's address that real quick. In the game, everything is called Jet Set Radio. But for some reason, they called it Jet Grind Radio in America. I think It had to have just been a regional thing where they were like, you know, oh, well, you grind on rails, so that'll make people like it more? I have no idea. It it came out in a time of, like, it's post-Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yep. Everybody is, is skateboarding. Um, people were buying soap shoes. Do you remember soap shoes? Oh, yeah, I do. I never owned a pair. I didn't, I didn't get into either. skating. Um, so soap shoes um, were just like skateboard shoes that also had like plastic on the arch of the foot so that you could grind with your shoes if you wanted to. Uh-huh. Real weird. Yeah. It was a thing. So it I'm was. assuming when they brought it to America, they're like, well, let's call it Jet Grind Radio because you're grinding and kids know what that is. Jet Set Radio doesn't really sell anything. Like, it's not a radio game. You're you're skating. So it, that, I'm assuming that's why it got the name it did. But um, yeah. as soon as you start playing the game, they just scream Jet Set Radio at you. They don't bother changing that. <laughs> <laughs> And then the sequel came out for X- for the original Xbox. Uh, it was a launch title for that. And it was called Jet Set Radio Future. So they just kind of stopped caring when they came out with the sequel. Almost but, like Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, and like the Final Fantasy numbering system. It's just after a while, they were like, ah, people have the internet. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Jet Set Radio is a game that I got when I got my Dreamcast. And I, I from seeing the advertisements and everything, I always thought this looks like it's really cool let me uh, let me check it out and uh it's not the most intuitive game when you first yeah. when you first start playing it there's some things that are kind of left like so there's a tutorial in the game uh-huh and the basic like you said the basic points of the game are to elude the police spray paint and skate there's this overarching story about different um skating gangs um i have those names if you want them uh, yeah, I've, the only one that comes to mind of, uh, right now to me is uh, the Shibuya Cho. 
I believe is one of them. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I have the, like the, the nicknames of the gangs, not necessarily where they operate out of. So Shibuya is one of the districts of Tokyo, Mm -hmm. which is where that gang comes from. Uh, so I'm not sure where each of these, uh, gangs are, but we have, uh, the main character is beat, right? Yep. Yep, You have the uh, GGs. Yep. Beating the GGs. The love shockers. Mm hmm. Noise tanks. Mm hmm. And poison jam. Yes. Um, and then there's eventually the Golden Rhinos. Oh. Yeah, so there's like these different gangs all fighting for territory, and then it does this weird thing where you meet two new characters who who join your team, and they talk about like back in the day, and there's like this, it's almost like the Yakuza, except they're the Golden Rhinos. <laughs> I don't really know what you're trying to do. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Apparently each gang fun. has a piece of a vinyl record that can summon a demon yes that's what it is and the golden rhinos are trying to do that (laughs) Hmm. Um, Uh, i don't think that people play this game for the plot no no not at all (laughs) um and i don't they don't play it for the skating either because the skating mechanics it's basically jump and grind and when you're grinding you can jump and you do just automated tricks there's not a whole oh. lot. like it's not like a Tony Hawk game where like every button combination is a different set of tricks or anything. Really? Yeah, it's uh Yeah, you're basically playing it for the aesthetic, like the the visual style and the music and the graffiti. Um the graffiti when you come up to a spot that like an arrow indicates um if you are if it's a spot that you can tag and there are green arrows and there are red arrows and the red arrows are the ones that you need to do. Yeah, um, to to progress the levels and the green are just there for bonus points. Um, okay. Ranked at the end of every level and everything. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, the the controls though are, right, are yeah. So when you come up to the to the arrow, you you initiate your tagging, and then you have to follow a certain. Depending on what character you are, you'll have to follow a certain uh, predetermined set of control stick controls. So for Beat, who is the main character, who is who I played with pretty much the entire way through, yeah. it starts up with like a half circle up and then like a half circle down and then a full circle and it's like a different combination. And there are three different sizes of graffiti. You have small, which you just, as you're going past, you can hit the button and it just tags it automatically. There's a medium where it takes at least three um, three maneuvers to get your, your art up. And uh-huh. then there's a larger one where it's like something like seven or eight maneuvers and then you have it it up but like like we mentioned before you're running away from the police there are things that are attacking you so you can get knocked out of your doing your graffiti and you have to you don't necessarily have to start over but it breaks your combo and obviously if you have a higher combo you more points and you get a higher rating at the end of the levels i gotcha Um, at some point one of the rival gangs steals your dog um and so you have to try to get him back uh it's all the story is just a mess really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it strikes me as odd that the police, uh, it, like, it's essentially riot police hunting yeah. down these these skaters, and it's like, it, it, it's graffiti. Like, it's right. not, I don't know that riot police are needed. Yeah, um, so there's one, uh, let me see if I can pull up his name, because I, I don't know why it's, it's, it's escaping me. Captain Onishima. Okay. He's a... He's a uh, police captain with uh with like an elvis kind of pompadour kind of hair style and a, a <laughs> okay uh i can't say his catchphrase because we are a pg show but every ah. time you escape he goes ah and then he swears 
Um, and he swears in a really funny way that I kind of just want to do it, but I'll, I'll let you guys play the game and you'll hear it. You know exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about. All right. Um, yeah. So, um, the, he can shoot you <laughs> from a distance. So he's Wait, like, he can shoot, they shoot the graffiti artists. Yeah, it's insane. Like you're, you're just skating around and, and doing graffiti, which the game tells you at the beginning, graffiti is, is, is art, but it's also considered illegal. So don't do it you know, and just like respect it from afar or whatever. Um, but yeah, they go through these crazy lengths. Like at first it starts out, it's the, the just like gangs of cops running after you and they'll just like beat you up when they get to you. And then Captain Onishima starts shooting at you and eventually they call in tanks and helicopters and all kinds of crazy stuff to stop you from vandalizing the place. So it's like Grand Theft Auto levels of, of retaliation. Yes. At the maximum amount of stars yes. for a graffiti artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And different- have we? Go ahead. I have a question. So, have we considered that the the shopping districts uh, Shibuya and uh, I don't remember the other off the top of my head, uh, but have we considered that they're under some kind of police state in Tokyo? They might be, <laughs> because that just seems like a lot of violence for someone who's trying to express themselves. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to hard to say. It's uh, it seems excessive, but without it, there wouldn't be much challenge. Like, because you're you're literally you, you're in a sandbox area, and you have to explore yeah. and find the things to tag. And if there wasn't this like ridiculous police force out to get you, it wouldn't. It would take away some of the challenge of the game. Oh no, that's I that's fair. I see that, especially when you know you take away the fact that like you know there's not really trick maneuvers that you're doing like in Tony Hawk. Yeah. So what is the alternative? Well, you're being hunted by the police with tanks. Yeah. Um, so the, the game does have a training mode, um, which mm-hmm. kind of like tells you how to do the graffiti and all this. And it's like the police aren't there and it shows you that you can do like, uh, you can skate backwards, which is something I didn't realize until, cause I didn't do the tutorial until after I finished the, the main <laughs> game when I went back and played most recently. The time to use the tutorial after right. you beat the game. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. And even the, the only thing that the tutorial tells you is like, oh, do this quick little maneuver and you can skate backwards. It doesn't really do anything for you. <laughs> yeah. And you don't really gain any, like, I didn't learn anything that I'm like, oh, this would have been helpful to know. It's just like mm-hmm. stupid stuff that you could do. Um, but it also has you score a combo of tricks of 100 and that's the last thing you have to do. And you basically just have to find the circle in this, in this map and just keep doing it. Because every time you jump off of a rail, it's considered one trick. And if you, grind, oh. if you like skate on the wall, it's a trick. And if, you, and if you grind, it's a trick. So as many times as you can jump, it just bumps your, your trick counter up that much more. So presumably, the more you can keep that chain going, the higher your scores will be. And if you get a jet rating at the end of every level you can unlock more characters and stuff like that. So the okay. point to getting, you know, to getting good at, at grinding and being able to, to combo your tricks on stuff all together. But it's mostly for aesthetic reasons that you're like, at this point, I don't care. I finished the game, you know? Right. Right. Um, uh, there is uh, extra graffiti cans that you can pick up um, that are, or rather there's, it's like the jet set radio symbol. It's like a little robotic thing that are, those are always kind of out of reach and those unlock new, um, graffiti tags that you can put up oh, okay. so small medium and large graffiti you can also create your own which is really kind of cool. it's it's it would be cool 
<laughs> would be uh-huh yeah it's it's really hard to make anything on the on the scale of the stuff that's pre-rendered of course ah uh, right, like right playing with letters and you can warp what le- which way they are if they're spun around and stuff but uh, it's not it's not as interesting looking as the actual graffiti art that they they came up with. Yeah, because um, the whole idea of when they were making the game is that they wanted to do something that kind of showcased graffiti, and they didn't really know how to do it, so they kind of came up with this skateboard or this roller skating thing, and went from there. And they actually contacted a uh, a fairly well known uh, graffiti artist in America at the time and had him like put in some of his tags. So a lot of the times you're you're uh, I don't remember the guy's name. It's escaping me right now. But a lot of the tags in the cool. game. What's that? Oh, I was saying that was pretty. That's pretty yeah. cool. So the, a lot of the tags in the game say this one word, and you're like, "What is that? What does that even mean?" And you find out it's this guy's like street uh, street art name. I will say, I uh, you know, like like graffiti on the side of a train. Sometimes it's like you look at it, and it's like, "Oh, that's dumb. That's ugly. Whatever." Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a spray painted curse word or something, right? Uh, but like some graffiti artists are artists, yes. no doubt. Like they, they could do some just tremendous work and yeah, it is quote unquote defacing public property and stuff, but some cities are a lot cooler with it. You know, like yeah. if it goes up they're they're more willing to like keep it there and stuff. Yeah. And also not send uh, the police with guns and tanks to, t- to stop you from doing it. Right. <laughs> Oh, so uh, uh, Xander, there are a few things about the the sort of the creation side of the game that I wanted to run through with you. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the team for this game was made up of the people who worked on Panzer Dragoon for Sega Saturn. Mm -hmm. And apparently they were heavily inspired by Parappa the Rapper. Yep. Which is another reason I love this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I've imagined it would be. Uh, and I mean, it, the before I get to the next thing uh, that I kind of already touched on, uh, you know, the the art in the game is like cell shaded, and in a sense, even though it's like a little bit more realistic than, than Parappa the Rapper, which is more cartoony and like almost more western in its its animation, I, uh, you know, it's uh, it's got that cell shaded look. Yeah. That isn't a big deal right now. Like we've seen plenty of cell shaded games over the years, but at the time, this was a little bit more of a newer thing. Yeah. I uh, you know so so that's kind of an interesting uh, 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 thing. And then aside from that, I uh, the the team who worked on the game I uh, were heavily inspired by the Tokyo shopping districts of Shibuya and Shinjuku. Uh, and then otherwise, they also uh, got inspiration from Times Square and uh, Roosevelt Avenue in New York. Yep. Those are a lot of the uh, Times Square specifically is like a whole level. And you're like, it's crazy to think that you're like on these high rise buildings and stuff, just trying to like spray paint stuff and you you drop and get shot. You're like, why is this not killing me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you drop, you get shot. That's America. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean the the levels are all really cool. There's none of them that feel like uh, trapped or anything. Uh, most of the levels do have a timer, so you have to like find all these, avoid the the bad guys, and tag all of the uh, the red arrow tags uh, within the time yeah. limit. Um, one thing that it's is both a blessing and a curse. So it's like we said, the music is is really what drives this game because 
you're you're kind of led through the story of the game by DJ Professor K, who runs a pirate radio station, which is called Jet Set Radio. Um, and so you're you're listening to the music, but the levels only load one one maybe two songs while you're actually playing, and until you reload, that same song will play. And for as many, I I I, I guess like I would say ninety. Five percent of the soundtrack is all bangers. They're all fantastic songs. Yeah, that five percent that are like very short loops or they're just not good. And sometimes you get stuck on a level that's like super long with just that one song that's playing and it's obnoxious. <laughs> that kind of stinks. I I mean the most an overwhelming majority of the soundtrack is is very good. I. Uh, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate that you know you don't. It isn't just perpetually looping all of the songs. Mm-hmm. It's just you know loading a few, and then it's like, well, live with this. Yeah. So uh, there are a couple different variants in the levels. Um, you have uh, levels that are just you know escape and and spray. Um, yeah. To unlock new characters, they'll occasionally come up to you, like, hey, I want to join your gang, or I'm going to challenge you, and you have to match what they do. And sometimes it's uh, different chains of grinding. Um, or it's a race, which the races are kind of obnoxious because especially if you don't spend the time on the levels that are just like free and exp- like a free exploration level, yeah, um, where you don't have a timer, you're just like playing until you kind of get tired of doing it. Um, unless you spend time to memorize the levels, you're just kind of repeating yourself over and over trying to get this one path down. And there are some like there's one level. Um, it's got trains. It's like a downtown city. Yeah. But there's also like a, a subway train kind of thing. And that level is a nightmare to navigate <laughs> the first time that you play it. Oh. And there's specifically one, it's like a circular kind of shopping area that has a ramp that goes up and like Christmas lights that's like kind of hanging down that you can grind on. Oh, that's it's, like, it's like a spider web in the middle, which looks cool, but it's, the way that the camera is, there's not, it's, it's not like a, you can, you can hit a button to have the camera come behind you and you, uh-huh. you can't really have it rotate around you very well and you can't control it super great while you're skating. So trying to jump and you kind of like see from below your character's back up, you can't see where you're landing. And so uh. there was one level that's that level I had to repeat like four times because I ran out of time because I couldn't get onto these, uh, these Christmas lights, essentially. Um, I streamed this recently when I first built my computer back at the, like, mid-February. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, like, the glitch was there and, like, saw me just, like, failing miserably at this level. <laughs> to the point where I was like, dude, this just isn't fun. Like, some just the way the, the camera was just made this game kind of unnecessarily difficult at times. Uh, but it's, it's, never, it's never to the point where I'm like, I hate this, I want to stop playing. Right. Mostly because the music is so good. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that like during that time around the year 2000, uh, there was a lot of 3D games out, and some of them were quite good, but the camera isn't always the best function. Mm-hmm. Like they're not always, you know, getting the camera right. Uh, yeah, there were a couple pre, uh, pre-rendered, um, not, it's not pre-rendered, but predetermined spots where if you're grinding, it'll change to like a more cinematic camera, which will also throw off your aim sometimes. Yeah. And you don't know when it's going to do that until it happens, <laughs> which is uh, kind of obnoxious. Yeah, uh, that's kind of lame. So overall, I'd say the gameplay could use a little bit more polish, but it's not, I mean, here I am 20 years later playing the game and still I was able to complete it with 
relative ease, I would say. There was there were definitely some challenges and definitely some things that I'm like, I could keep going with this and unlocking more characters. I just don't want to. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, all the some of the collecting is is like very difficult to do. Um but it's it's a it's a good game, man. I really I really recommend if you've not had a chance to check this out. It's available on Steam, I think, for five dollars, which is a steal. The soundtrack alone is worth that price of admission. Oh yeah, for for five bucks. I mean, yeah, why the heck not? Yeah. You know, don't, snag don't it on ex- Steam. Don't expect like a fantastic story. The characters <laughs> are, the characters are all a little bit different. Like they have uh, different stats. I ended up playing as beat through most of it until I locked another character. I think his name is Combo or Coin or something like that. He's a, a big black dude who carries a ghetto blaster as he's as he skates. So I was like, <laughs> well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but different characters, they can hold more <clears throat> spray cans, which is kind of like your ammunition for painting. So that's the other thing is if you're in the middle of a, of a tag and you run out of spray cans, then you have to go and find more and they don't respawn quick. So you kind of have to be uh, strategic with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, some characters are more designed to skate and in, in, in try to uh, combo your tricks and others are more like stock up on cans and, and not have to worry about it. So uh-huh. there, there's a reason to unlock the different characters. You can eventually unlock the dog as a hidden character. You can unlock rival gang for some reason, uh-huh. you can unlock Prof- DJ professor K or captain Onishima, which is a shame because both of those would be a ton of fun to play with. Oh man. Be the, uh, the crooked cop. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that's that kind of covers gameplay. Um, we can jump into my favorite part, which I don't know if you picked up yet on, uh, is the music. Is it the, oh, it's the music, right. Yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, Sander, let's go ahead and take a brief pause. We'll hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll listen to the music after that. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! So the music in the game is primarily um, composed by uh, Hideki Naganuma, but there are also a bunch of other bands that provide uh, tracks to it, uh, different groups. Um, There were apparently some songs that were only in Japan, some that were only in North America, and some only in Europe, um, and some that were only in North America and Europe. For example, uh, the song Dragula by Rob Zombie is in the American version of the game. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. Oh, man, why aren't we going to play that? Then? <laughs> uh, uh, Just Got Wicked by the band Cold and Slow by Professional Murder Music were all uh, North America-only tracks. I mean, I can talk about what else Rob Zombie's done. Mm, save it for another time. <laughs> <laughs> So the other composers I have listed here uh, that I did a bit of research on, aside from uh, Naganuma, are uh, Richard Jacques, mm-hmm. or Jacques, and uh, Tomonori Sawada. Uh, so Naganuma worked on Sonic Rush, Super Monkey Ball 3D, Yakuza 5. He was one of the remixers on Persona 3, Dancing in Moonlight. Uh, Jacques has worked on Sonic R, Mass Effect, and James Bond 007 Bloodstone. Was Bloodstone any good? 
wasn't Bloodstone one of the Daniel Craig games? Uh, Bloodstone. I uh, I believe it. Oh, was it? I th- almost want to say it was one of the Daniel Craig games because it was a later game for sure. I uh, it might have been oh, yeah. Pierce Brosnan, but oh, okay. it was definitely, uh, definitely Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah, it was 2010. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Then if uh, he and I got married, I'd be Craig Craig. That's right. Uh, and otherwise, Richard Jacques, and I was like, "You'd be Craig Jacques." <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, otherwise, uh, Salada uh, is apparently has an uncredited uh, uh, listing on Sonic the Hedgehog three, mm-hmm. as well as uh, he worked on Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Some of the other uh, bands that uh, or artists that um, contributed to the soundtrack were BB Wrights. Castle Logical, uh, David Soul, F Fields, Guitar Vader, Idle Taxi, Reps, and Toronto. Uh, some of the Europe only uh, were Feature Cast, Obi Wan, uh, Obi One, not Obi Wan. Sorry. <laughs> um, Semi Detached, and, and a couple others here. But uh, we have picked uh, much to Craig's chagrin. I picked six songs. <laughs> I mean, it's not to my chagrin. I just feel like it's uh, going to be a long episode. Eh, maybe, but uh, that's what we're here for is the music of the game. So uh, we'll start with a uh, track that I picked. Um, is the It's the title theme track. As soon as you start the game up, you hear this. Uh, it's called Let Mom Sleep, composed by Hideki Naganuma. <laughs> Look at the funk. Could you stop playing with that radio, Lord? I'm trying to get to sleep. songs are about two to three minutes long um and they do they, they are fairly repetitive there are some different things the the song will beat in different moments or different uh lines yeah. will be said but they're all just so good yeah it's a very fun soundtrack it's it's very unlike pretty much everything we've done for legend of retro yeah like arguably tony hawk pro skater is you know in a sense similar yeah, what I what I like about the soundtrack is how it is very like you can they're very hip hop inspired. 
Yeah. And, but like they're they're definitely just from this game. Whereas like the Tony Hawk stuff is like you could listen to those all those bands have their own albums. You could listen to that, right? But this is like it's different in the sense like it's very it's uh, accessible music. Like you can play this for anybody. You know, it's gonna be like this. Is, sounds like it's from a video game. Like, but oh yeah, totally for is, sure. You, you pull the wool over people's eyes with this one. <laughs> the the other thing too is that you know I you know for all our longtime fans who've who've you know been listening to me ramble about video game music for for you know however many episodes I've been on now, uh you know I I'm always a fan of songs inspired by you know different genres of music and there's just not that many video games at least retro ones that have that hip-hop inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, like, arguably, Parappa the Rapper, uh, you know, songs that have hip-hop in them, yeah. but not necessarily video yeah, the, game soundtracks like this. Yeah, the, the Parappa the Rapper soundtrack, if you listen to the full thing, aside from just the, the, the level masters, does have a very kind of laid-back hip-hop vibe, and even some of it's, like, kind of borders on, like, some just good R&B music. Mm-hmm. So it's always, it's always fun to listen to. Uh, the first song you picked, and again, I would have picked this one too because it's a great song. <laughs> but uh, if I picked all the songs I wanted, it literally it would just be a rhythm of retro episode because this whole soundtrack is is great. Uh, I've I don't think I've looked for this one on vinyl yet, but I think it might be one that I uh, I do soon because it's just it's very it's a good mix of like stuff that makes you kind of dance, but then also stuff that's like just good. Um, chill out kind of music one of the songs yeah. i would have picked but i didn't is called humming to the baseline and that one's just a perfect like i'm chilling out in my room like whatever this is a great song to have in the background but uh the song that you the other song you picked is sneak man which again is so good i'm just gonna stop saying it and let you listen to it <laughs> understand what's going on here. goes on for four minutes and i literally could let it play oh no absolutely it's an awesome song i i love the the kind of old timey 
Yeah, I love that uh, thrown in there. I, I, I don't know why. It, it, it's not, it's hardly needed for the song, yeah. but somehow it's needed. Yeah, it's, the, the, a lot of the soundtrack is, is very much like old breakbeats or very inspired by breakbeats and like just mixing in dialogue from movies or what have you. Uh, there was an old album that I used to listen to all the time uh, called Star Wars Breakbeats, where it was just like he- catchy parts of songs mixed in with Star Wars dialogue. If you remember, Craig, there was the the one that was the Boba Fett that was like the Imperial March that like had like a hip hop beat behind oh, it. Oh yeah, lines from the Star Wars Holiday Special Boba Fett cartoon. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. That's and that the whole album is just very reminiscent of to what this this was. This is a lot more upbeat, I would say, like a lot more yeah. like dancey than Star Wars Breakbeats was, but uh, still good. Um, the next song I picked is another one that's. Uh, this one is actually isn't Hideki Nagamu, uh, Naganuma. This is by uh, Guitar Vader. Speaking of Star Wars, of course, <laughs> uh, this song is uh, one that always, when I first played the game stuck out to me. Um, it was one of the ones that I downloaded very early, uh, but it's still just a favorite of mine. This one's called Super Brothers. <laughs> brothers for a while yeah an interesting thing that i didn't know until i streamed this game and uh there was a random guy and i wish i could remember his name i told him when i did the jet set radio episode i was going to shout him out and i've completely blanked on his name oh no but he pointed out to me that this song has english lyrics did you pick up on that yeah yeah i mean it, it, i mean i i i they're entirely our, in english like i thought it like, was a mix for our listeners, uh, you know, so you're, you're aware of what's going on. Due to our recording situation, I can't hear the music that well. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so I could I could just barely hear it, but I did hear it earlier, and yeah, I, I, I thought that there was. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I didn't know that it was a hundred percent English lyrics. Yeah, I thought it was like one of those songs where it's like mostly in Japanese, but then occasionally they say like an English word. You know. Yeah. But this song is about Super Mario. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, I guess, now that I think about it. So the, the, the lyrics of the song are, Come go to rescue Peach, that super boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He like mushroom. He's a playing in another dimension. Love, 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 baby. But the way I also it, love, 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 baby Mario. I guess. Uh, who are you? What's your name? Super brother. Like, it just, I just had always assumed it was like Japanese super boy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, something in Japanese. Something in Japanese, love, 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 baby. Every like, if you get a chance, that's like, great. After we after we finish recording, go and listen to. I'll send you a link. Go and listen to the song and see if you can pick up on what they're saying. Because here I am, twenty years after the game came out, like, oh my god, this has English lyrics. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the next song we have up is a, a song that you picked, which again I would have absolutely picked. Um, one of my favorite songs when it comes on in the game is uh, "About the City" by Reps. I can see them run about the town. I can hear them all saying, Bop, 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 do up, do up, listen to the music, do up, do up, do. Do up, do up, listen to the music, do up, do up, do. Do up, do up, listen to the music, do up, do up, do. Do up, do up, listen to the music, do up, do up, do. it's a little bit more punk yeah as that punk ska kind of thing going on i like it yeah what's interesting is that when you play the the actual game the song is in there but it's slightly different so the version that we just listened to uh the main part of the song is do op do op listen to the music do op do op do but in the game it sounds more like it almost sounds like it still sounds like scatting like the same way he does that but it almost sounds like he's saying like take that girl and listen to the music or something like that. And it's the funny thing I was telling Craig before we recorded, as he said, this was a song that he picked um, is when I played the game originally, I, I really enjoyed that. And I downloaded the soundtrack and I thought, man, this version of the song is weird. But the more I listened to it over the years, I mean, like at least probably 15 years went by where this was the only version of the song that I listened to. And I appreciated this one. So going back and playing the, the, the game on steam, I was like, this is so weird. The song is slightly different and I don't like it. Uh-huh. It's just weird how you you can hear something for so long and, and grow accustomed to it, and then the minute it's different, it's just weird. Yeah. Um. So the next two songs that I picked probably wouldn't have been 
Well, no, one of them definitely would have been one that I picked. Um, but there's songs that I'm actually surprised Craig didn't pick. When I when I was thinking of the songs that you would would have totally picked, I I would have pegged you as as a guy who would pick Grace and Glory absolutely. Uh, you know, I think I did enjoy Grace and Glory. I just enjoyed the other two songs a little more. Yeah, I can totally understand. Grace and Glory is a song that plays at the final level. This is when the the bad guys have gotten the the record. They've replaced it, and the actual last level takes place on a spinning uh, vinyl record. <laughs> cool. And you have to jump off to to. Uh, on these these things to uh, tag the ground, and this, they're like summoning giant rhino monsters. It's really weird, but huh. the, the song is like is fairly creepy. And uh, I didn't hear it until uh, I got the soundtrack. And Sean, the arcade phantom from Noiseland, is like, "This song is so good. You, you're gonna love this one." And I do. It's a great song. So here is uh, "Grace and Glory," uh, composed by Hideki Naganuma. Me. haunting theme i was oh yeah really surprised that that wasn't your top pick just because that's your that's your jam man is to be the spooky uh, being (laughs) being a creep is definitely my uh my thing i'm not gonna say it ain't uh but no i just enjoyed the other two songs a little more this one is definitely spooky uh but like i don't know it isn't as fun to listen to as the others fair enough i can totally see that now this one like you said you listen to the soundtrack on youtube it's entirely possible because this was a song that was only in the European and American versions of the game that might not have been on the playlist that you chose. Oh. Um, but I think you would have absolutely chosen it had this been in your lineup. And I'm not going to introduce it because I want to hear you just be like, oh my God, why did I not know this was here? So here's our, our last song of this game. Like this when the law said let it be like He also designated poetical brothers with mics For whoever 
never had the skills to possess the gift Combinated with the flavor and it go like this Tuna fish Little man, Vivian, citizen with the lesson plan Cashier at the J5 concession stand I kill the militant steel With the peripheral telegraphic skill Build up force field Mark 7 Fundamentalists bring up my verbal gift My style is packed quick like cocoa and Swiss miss I kill All the way my pen sticks to rhymes Cause I'm feeling party people, it's about that time And together, we show you how to improvise Reminiscing of the wild style 75 Cause it's the brothers on the mic Occupying the drum We're taking four MCs and make it sound like one I be the spark from the cannon Blaze the outstanding Tug of war with the poor rich and scandalous Road running bandit Race against advancement style wins Call storms when I perform I'm a proper giant robot and stomp your whole spot To beat your whole crew The bunch of no knots So Charlie Tuna <laughs> Holy heck yeah, My favorite rap artist Hip hop artist yeah. of all time, <laughs> Charlie Tuna of Jurassic Five is so good. Yep, I love all of his solo work. What's great is like this is like very young Charlie, so he's not as deep as he has been recently. <laughs> well, yeah, it it's be this recording, but no, no, I, I think you're right. Uh, his his voice is is I think gotten more deep since the '80s. I gotta say, it was a genuine pleasure having this video chat open. So as soon as they go tuna and you're like (gasps) (laughs) yeah that was great uh you know and i I liked what i was enjoying beforehand uh but god charlie tuna is so good i love him so much yeah that would be my number one pick uh, of songs for sure for sure uh but yeah you can't you really can't go wrong with the exception of like two or three songs in the soundtrack um the whole thing is just great so at the very least, if you don't go out and spend the $5 to play this on Steam, or if you don't go back and find it on your Dreamcast and, and give this one a shot, look, download the soundtrack. It's so good. Yeah, if nothing else, at least listen to Charlie Tuna. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's take a, a quick break before we dive into the rest of our show. strange because we don't have a retro relapse this week um, no i we, we have a couple uh recordings but we are running low on them we didn't want to completely run out so we decided um since we are in quarantine still we're still a lot of places are in lockdown uh we would take a minute and talk about what we've been playing recently and stuff that we would recommend that you check out if uh if you find yourself with time and lord knows you have time <laughs> to play some retro games yeah, you probably do, uh, unless you're you're you know one of the the services that are deemed you know essential. needed essential. Uh, in which case, you're working your uh, butt off, and uh, it's it's absolutely appreciated. Yes, we salute uh, you, essential workers. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's got to be tough. 
I have a, a friend of mine who works in a grocery store and uh, uh, she, I think in the last like month has had one day off. I, uh, I thought you were going to talk about the glitch and I'm sure the glitch was like, I work in a grocery store. And as soon as you say, who cares about that guy? (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you were like, she, I can just imagine the glitch like, Oh, (laughs) it's actually just the glitch with a wig. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) I, but I, yeah, no, it definitely is, is very appreciated. Yeah. And uh, as far as that goes, uh, Xander and I figured we'd chat a little bit about some of the games we've been playing, what we're recommending, you know, what maybe we don't recommend. Uh, Xander, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, so uh, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing New Horizons, but that's not retro. So I will tell you about the other game I've been playing that is retro, uh, which is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, which is originally released, I believe, in two thousand four uh for pc uh it's available on steam uh gog um pretty much any platform you can get uh it needs to be heavily patched so that it's playable because the original version uh didn't get much support beyond the first couple years um but if you do if you are not already a member of gog and i don't know if they change this often um i signed up for gog and as a welcome bonus, they give you a bunch of discounts, and one of those was Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines for $5. So even though I own this game physically on disc, I thought, well, I'll download a version that plays <laughs> for $5. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't beat uh, uh, being able to actually play it. Yeah. Uh, now, we, as I'm sure you guys know at this point, Craig and I have been playing uh, tabletop role-playing games for the past almost 20 years. Um, and Vampire the Masquerade is one of them, so... Uh, getting a chance to play in a world that I'm already familiar with is is certainly a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it's as accessible if you aren't familiar with the whole style of of vampire, but uh, it is a really cool narrative. Um, There are a bunch of different um, sects of vampirism that you can choose from, and all of them play differently. Uh, They have a thing that lets you choose uh, your your clan or you can take a quick quiz and it'll say based on your answers this is the clan we think you should play um and i got malkavian which is my all-time favorite uh clan they're the crazy psychotic ones that are just like bonkers insane um and apparently <laughs> yeah, i was God. reading up because i've only ever played through as malkavian um apparently they suggest you play as malkavian after you've played the game once because as you like as your stats grow and stuff like that you're having conversations with people and is and it gives you a choice. Like they'll the NPCs all have their own dialogue that they're going to say regardless. Um, but based on your stats and your clan and whatnot, the, your choices to respond are all different. And sometimes if you hit the button for a certain dialogue, you'll hear a whisper. That's like because the Malkavians are always just like hearing stuff anyway. So uh-huh. while they're saying like, "Oh, you should go this way and talk to this guy," if you say, "No, I don't like that guy," you'll hear a whisper like, "That guy's gonna kill you" or something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they say like if you if you play through Bloodlines and you liked that play through again as Malkavian because stuff's gonna get weird and they're not wrong. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, uh, the, the way that this game really shines is the fact that there are so many different clans to play through and every clan plays differently. So um, you go clan friend true. Yeah, you you always the 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 main story of the game is always going to be the same, but the way you complete it is going to be completely different because all of the clans are so different. Uh, did you want to take a brief moment to explain our very first vampire characters, Xander? 
So the very first time we played, our buddy Tanzik, who we mentioned in any time we talk about Smash Brothers, ran the game and usually does run Vampire. Uh-huh. Um, and besides that, it was you, me, and a guy we knew named Joe, who we have since cut ties with. Right. Um, and you played Dimitri Valentine, who was a Ventru, and Ventru uh-huh. are, the, are the smarmy businessmen of, of Vampire. <laughs> yeah. They're very social. They have to be selective about the people they feed on. Um, and you kind of made him after James Bond, didn't you? Uh, yeah, a little bit of James Bond, uh, a little bit of the pitcher from the book, the blonde guy with all the rings and yeah. like, uh, uh, the glasses. Uh, but yeah, he was very heavily inspired by James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Joe played a gangrel, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Who, uh, the gangrel is like a clan of like, you know, uh, hey, vampires Joe, in touch with their beasts. Yeah, they and, they have the ability to turn into a bat, mist, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But they're also very heavy in physical combat. Uh-huh. Uh, so he played, I think he was a homeless guy named Timothy O'Neill. I think so, yeah. That's his character. And then uh, I had recently seen the movie Hard Target and loved the name Chance Boudreaux. Uh, <laughs> so I made Chance Boudreaux into a Malkavian who was just a... Tinder. Xander, what kind of name is Chance? His mama took one. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know more about Hard Target and Chance Boudreaux, check out Last Action Podcast featuring yours truly as we talk about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme as Chance Boudreaux. Uh, But yeah, he was just insane and uh, made other people crazy. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh. That's about right. Uh, So, I... I'm reluctant to talk about my quarantine game. Yeah. Because the, the, the game I've been playing is technically a retro game. Mm-hmm. It, it came out in the last like year, but really it was out back in like 2004, I think. We're both playing early 2000s PC games. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I picked up WoW Classic. Nice. World of Warcraft, vanilla, if you will, the way it was originally intended. Uh, I I vaguely mentioned on a previous episode quite a while ago, I don't even remember what episode, uh, that I, for a time, had been slightly addicted to World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. I have a a bit of trivia for you real quick, not to completely derail. Um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines was released November 16th, 2004. World of Warcraft was released November 23rd, 2004. Really? Both November games from 04. Interesting. Yep. That's fun. Released within uh, a week of each other, pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, World of Warcraft, uh, I jumped in originally during Wrath of the Lich King. And, uh, uh, you know, it ended up taking quite a bit of my life away for a while there. Uh, and I gotta say, uh, the last week before recording this episode, I pretty much just played that game. We're in quarantine. I don't have a lot going on otherwise. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would just, like, wake up, then, like, have breakfast, and then be like, oh, what the heck, I'm gonna play World of Warcraft. How much is World of Warcraft now? Because I know it still has a monthly fee attached to it, doesn't it? It's, like, 15 a month. I, I mean, there's different packages and stuff. But the way I figured it was is I thought, well, I'm going to either sink a ton of time into Animal Crossing for 50, 60 bucks, 
Or for a few weeks to a month, I play World of Warcraft, and then it's kind of, you know, hopefully quarantines will end, and it's back to, you know, usual stuff. And at that point, yeah, okay, $15 for the month wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the way I figured it. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've certainly gotten my time in, I'm sure. Is your first uh, book still free? Uh, you know what? I think there are demos uh, where you can play up to a certain point uh, for free. I don't, I don't know how it works in WoW Classic. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, uh, it's very – it's going to sound weird, but it's kind of tedious. Like, unlike in current World of Warcraft where it's just sort of like, hey, here's all the quests and they're right here and they're, like, really easy and, you know, kind of thematic now and cinematic. Uh, you know, there's fun little mini things you can do where, like, you know, you'll you'll jump into a turret and have a turret section or something. Uh, in classic World of Warcraft, quests are kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. They don't mark them on the map. You have to hunt them down yourself. And, yeah, it's just, it's all really kind of grindy, tedious stuff. But it really makes it rewarding when you do level up and get more powerful and beat enemies that were kicking your butt before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, it's it's... It's fun. I can see why people love the original version and complain that, you know, everything had changed so much. But I can also see this being very, very tedious and being like, oh, I, I can't devote this much time to this thing. Yeah. Apparently, WoW Classic uh, does not have a free trial. Oh. The free trial. They want the people who had already been, you know, Yeah, the seduced. free trial is just for WoW regular so the only way to play WoW Classic is, I mean, the, the subscription for World of Warcraft gets you both the normal version and yeah. Classic. I, I guess I get it. And it's also more for hardcore fans. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but as far as that goes, if you're interested in uh, World of Warcraft uh, and you don't mind being the Horde because, you know... Blood and Thunder, Lokhtar Ogar. I'm not going to have as much fun on the Alliance. Uh, <laughs> jump on uh, GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, you have a, uh, can find a Discord link there. And by all means, shoot me a message, and I'll let you know what uh, server I'm on. I'd tell you right now, but honestly, I don't remember. Fair enough. Like U.S. East, Avalon's av- av- leg or something like what, that. Uh, it's, what time uh, do you normally play? Last week, uh, 24-7. But no, not so much. I didn't even touch it today. Uh, I I told myself, I realized I I had stopped working out and stuff. And so I was just like, yeah, okay, I need to, like, put some rules in place where I need to actually, like, be productive and then play. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I... Yeah, I've I've been pretty open lately with the quarantine. So what are you going to do? Right. So, I mean, the most time that I get to play games is, like, mid-afternoons uh, when my daughter takes a nap and, like, sometimes late evenings. But I'm so addicted to Animal Crossing or crossing for uh, late evenings that I just don't know. Because I'm thinking, uh, maybe I... Because I've never played World of... I've played, like, maybe 10 minutes of World of Warcraft when it first came out on somebody else's account just to see if it was something. I was like, I'm just doing fetch quests? No thanks. But... It's definitely a lot of fetch quests and stuff, for sure. Uh, but there is a certain charm to it. Yeah. Uh, if I tell you what, Xander, if you decide you do want to try it, mm-hmm. hit me up. Fair enough. We'll, we'll work something out. I'll, I'll make a new character and, you know, 
play around with you for a bit so that it's not just like me being like, hurry up, Xander. You got like <laughs> 30 more hours before you're where I'm at. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe maybe if we get a, a Legend of Retro crew, maybe I'll jump in. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think that we can con the others. Probably not. Uh, but uh, uh, I tell you what, Xander, let's uh, go ahead and uh, chat about our music brackets. Yeah. Uh, so in our stage theme, uh, stage theme back, wow, I cannot speak stage theme bracket uh today we have uh another interesting matchup um we have from sonic the hedgehog 3 hydrosity zone act one so the composer for that is uh debatable (laughs) i do have a list brad buxer uh sirocco jones bobby brooks daryl ross jeff grace doug grisby grigsby uh sachio ogawa Tatsuyuki Maeda, Yun Sunoue. Uh, we also had the uh, composer I mentioned earlier in the episode who went on credits, credited supposedly, and the big elephant in the room that you blurted out is Michael Jackson. Jack Michelson. Jack Michelson. What was his name in The Simpsons? I uh, oh I uh, it's in the credits. I uh, I'll have to uh, find out. Uh, give me a second on that while we play the episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so here is Hydrocity Zone, Act 1. song it is a phenomenal song and and honestly it's maybe one of the best sonic songs which have an amazing set of soundtracks were you able to find uh, michael jackson's name from the simpsons john j smith john is who he was credited as in the episode stark raving dad uh yeah. which has now been pulled yeah it's no longer available to watch is it if you because you watch on uh on digital copies right if you had already had uh, purchased it uh, and, you know, uh, get it digital, then yes, it is available. But if you try to download it now, not available. Yeah, you have to have already digital. owned it. Fair enough. Or uh, have the DVDs, which are now way expensive for that season. One other quick question for you. Um, I can't remember the guy's, I, his actual name, but he... he Michael Jackson's touring drummer was named Sugarfoot. Have you ever watched any videos of him like drumming to Michael Jackson songs? No, I don't think so. Do yourself a favor and check them out. They're pretty, they're pretty rad. Like just the skill and precision this dude has is insane, but it's uh, okay. That's neither here nor there for real legend of retro, but check out some Sugarfoot drum videos. (laughs) I will. Uh, The other song that we have in our matchup today uh, is from Ninja Gaiden two, which is composed by, yeah, that is composed by Ryuichi Nita and Mayuko Okamura. 
And the song we're looking at today is called Overdrive. I gotta tell you, with my faith in uh, Hydrocity Zone, I thought this one was gonna be a blowout. I don't think it yeah, is. This is a great song. Ninja Gaiden has uh, some really phenomenal soundtracks. Yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> now, uh, when it comes to voting, there's quite a few different options that our uh, listeners have. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot of votes. We have Facebook. Our listeners can vote on our Twitter account. You can go ahead and go to uh, GameZillaMedia.com, join our Discord. We have a vote that's open there. And for patrons only, from $1 and above, we have a vote on there as well. And then to get there, you would just go to Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we mentioned, it's uh, $1 patrons get that extra vote. Uh, what do you get if you're a $5 patron? You can access to Game Shark, uh, our uh, monthly uh, Patreon special, where we talk about a variety of topics. But for five dollars, you're also getting every other episode or every other special from the Gamezilla Media, you know, uh, uh, lineup. So you have specials every month for uh, the Gamezilla Show, uh, of course, Legend of Retro. We have Noobs and Dragons. Uh, Last Action Podcast, Noiseland Arcade, you had a ton of content. And now during a time when, you know, potentially people are more free and, you know, have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, time on their hands. Uh, we have all, I mean, all the backlogged content is available. And so there's what now uh, a couple of years essentially worth of even just Game Shark episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of content that's on there for just $5 a month. So absolutely check that out if you're interested. And it uh, helps support our show so that we can help bring you bigger and better episodes. And, you know, hopefully next time uh, uh, or in the future, they won't be uh, recorded over the internet like this and they'll be back in the studio where the quality's a little better. But, right. you know, this is better than nothing. It's true. Absolutely. And at the very least, you got a lot of really great Jet Set Radio music today. Indeed you did. Jet Set Radio Music and hearing about my crippling addiction to World of Warcraft. We did it. Well, that's going to wrap up today's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. We thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. As we've mentioned before, uh, we are going through the, uh, the coronavirus quarantine. So if you're feeling like you need somebody to reach out and talk to, always jump on the Discord. 
uh, reach out to us through email at legend of retro podcast at gmail.com. Um, reach out to anybody. I mean, it's, it's a tough, tough time to be alone. So we're, we're all in this together. We may as well talk to one another. Like we like each other. Indeed. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time. When when the the legend continues. continues. That's a hard thing to do over this. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. (laughs) 